So how do you value a vehicle for the purpose of taxes for the Vermont registration bill of sale only title process? This is the most common question that clients and consumers have about how to figure the taxes. The number that everybody has a question is the NAD value. You see the NADA value guidebook on the screen. So what if the NAD value is much higher than what you paid for the vehicle? What if it's higher than the current market value of the vehicle? What options do you have? Well, over two or 300 calls a day, probably 40 or 50 of the calls or inquiries have to do with this subject. So how does it work? Well, let's just first take a look at an example. The NADA has a value guide where you can put in your truck, your car, it even does boats and RVs, and you come up with a value. Well, here's an example of one particular vehicle. It has four different values, rough trade-in, average, clean trade-in, and retail. The differences between them can be thousands of dollars. So in this case, the difference between these four is, let's say, roughly $4,000. That could be a couple hundred dollars in taxes at 6%. So how do you go about knowing what to use and can you use a different value than NADA? Well, let's take a look at the Vermont statutes because that's what we do when we process orders. We look and determine what is the lowest value that's reasonably acceptable to the Vermont DMV. If you want to put in something lower, you may be able to, but they're just going to reject it. Uh, if you use the full NADA value, they'll accept it, but you might possibly be able to use something less than the NADA retail or even the clean trade-in. How do you determine what to use? Well, let's take a look at the statute for Vermont. This is chapter 219-8907. It says right here, how does the Vermont legislature tell the DMV commissioner how to compute taxable costs? Commissioner may investigate taxable costs of any motor vehicle. So how do they use NADA? If the motor vehicle is not acquired by the purchaser in Vermont, which is the case for most people using this for classic cars around the country, the commissioner may, in his or her discretion, fix the taxable cost of the motor vehicle at the clean trade-in value vehicles of the same make, model, and year as shown in the NADA official used car guide, New England edition, because that's where Vermont is in New England. So seems like that's the end of the story, but it's not. It also says, or any comparable publication. We'll get into that momentarily. How does that work? It talks about less to lease end value. That really doesn't uh, apply. Commissioner may compute and assess the taxable value thereon and notify the purchaser by certified mail within 15 days. So what this means is if you send in a registration form without taxes or with the wrong taxes, they're going to send you back a bill that you have to pay within 15 days. So why would you want to use an alternate value? Well, it says any comparable publication. It doesn't automatically mean you could just jump to other books. And you'll see on the screen, there's many other different books. There's Black Book, there's Galves, there's Auto Price List. There's many other available publications for vehicle values. Now, when are you allowed to use different books? Well, depending upon the statutes, depending upon what type of vehicle it is, you may find some vehicles don't appear in the NADA guide. Maybe it's a heavy-duty truck. Maybe it's a certain type of RV. Maybe it's a year that's not covered in NADA. Maybe it's a model that's not reflected. It may be that another book, for example, Galves, may have more of a representation of that price. So when we do vehicle valuation, we look at all the different books, 
first of all, to see if it's different. You may find that the NADA book is the best value anyways, and you may end up just having to go with them. We find this all the time. But there may be other values available that could be more advantageous. There's also an opportunity to do an appraisal, which we'll talk about momentarily. There's a form that you can submit to possibly have an appraisal value used. So here's another Vermont statute that's important. This is subchapter one for general registration. This is really the first section in the registration statutes. The commissioner shall register a motor vehicle trailer or semi-trailer. That means they have to register it. They don't have an option if it's presented correctly on a form prescribed by the commissioner. However, it requires that such motor vehicle shall be properly equipped and in good mechanical condition. Why is this important? It's very common that we get a phone call from somebody that said, hey, look, I sent this information to the DMV, and usually it's when they filled it out themselves, and I put pictures of my car, I wrote a letter saying, hey, it's not running condition, it's just parts. I sent them a photo of the bucket of parts on the floor of the engine, and they sent it back saying they won't register it. Well, that's true, because they don't register parts. They don't register non-mechanical conditioned vehicles. Right? The car has to be ready for the road and properly equipped. Right? It can't be missing fenders and you know brakes and that kind of thing. So the argument to make that this vehicle is just a piece of junk and it's parts and it's a project, that's not going to fly. First of all, it's not going to save you anything on taxes. But second of all, even if you paid them a million in taxes, they won't register a vehicle that's not in good mechanical condition. It's in the statutes. And again, you got to remember, it's not the DMV, which is referred to as the commissioner, that says this. It's the state statutes. The DMV cannot make an exception because the law says that they can't. B, an application for registration may be refused by the commissioner if it is not accompanied by payment of tax. Right. So you have to pay tax in order to get the vehicle registered. What other statutes are important? Well, this is the fees, right? This is the fees for vehicles, for pleasure cars, any trucks has a sliding scale where it adds on a surcharge of different amount based on the weight. That's not a problem, that's easy to do. So what about an appraisal? Well, this is also a very common request. Vermont has an appraisal process that says this form may be submitted to possibly reduce taxes owed. Right? That's what most people want to do is reduce taxes. To be eligible for a refund, this form must be accompanied by the DMV within 30 days. So you can send it in with the form, or if you paid the taxes already and you want to request a refund, you can send it in afterwards, but up within 30 days. Who can do this form? It must be completed by a Vermont licensed dealer. You know, for most people that are in Indiana or Kentucky or Nevada that have a vehicle, it's not practical you're going to ship it to Vermont. Or an appraiser who is licensed with the Vermont Department of Finance and Management. Well, that might seem the same thing. You know, nobody's going to be able to travel from Vermont to my state to to appraise my car. However, there are many appraisers in other states who have appraisal licenses nationwide. They may be in California and have a Vermont appraiser's license because they have to do business with Vermont. We've seen a lot of appraisers who are members of national motor vehicle appraisal trade associations who have licenses in many, many states because they either travel around or they do work for auctions. They may do work for trustees or probate attorneys. So they have to be registered in multiple states. So that's not really a deal breaker. 
but you have to make sure that they have this particular type of license or a license that has reciprocity. There are some states who have an agreement with Vermont. So if you're licensed in one state, it may be valid in Vermont. So that's what you want to check with your appraiser. Now, is this going to make any sense? Well, if the appraiser values your vehicle, let, let's, let, let's give a good example. Let's say a vehicle in the book is worth $20,000, okay? And you say it's not worth that much because it's in bad condition or the book value is wrong or you have some argument. The appraiser comes in and they're not going to appraise it at zero, but let's say they cut it in half. Let's say they appraise it at $10,000. Well, gee, that's a $10,000 savings. That'll save you $600 in taxes. However, if it costs you five or $600 for the appraiser to give you this report, it's not really going to save you any money, right? And you won't know how much you're going to save until after you have paid the appraiser. He or she is not going to appraise the vehicle and only charge you if it saves you money. They do the work either way, whether your car's worth 10000 20000 or 50000 they have still done the work, so they're not going to not charge you if it doesn't save you money. That's not really their, their knowledge. So we only recommend using this if it's a very high value vehicle. You know, we had a client who had a, a Maserati that was in poor condition, still drivable, and it could run, uh, but it had some fire damage on the paint. It had some mechanical repairs that were needed to make it run uh, well, but it was still safe for the road. Uh, in that case, the book value was eighty-something thousand dollars. The appraiser came in at fifty. You know, it saved them a couple thousand dollars in taxes. It was worth doing. So this is another option. Last question: So how do you know which book to use? Well, of all the different books that are out there, Galves, Auto Price List, Red Book, Blue Book, Kelly, Black Book, you want to look at the table of contents of each one of these guides and see what market area it covers and also see what their volume of sales that are reviewed to create these values. If you can show that a particular book has more sales records that go into the value than what's in NADA, you can make the argument with NADA that I want you to use this book because it's a reasonable value according to their own statutes it says right here or any comparable publication if you can compare that this book you're using has a more widely ranged source then you can make that argument if you want to make sure that your application gets processed the first time because you're on a time crunch or you don't want to have it be sent back and go back and forth use the nada value and you'll be fine if you want to take a chance and maybe use a lower value as long as you're willing to accept the risk that it might be sent back and you might have to wait to go back and forth, then you can maybe use one of these other values. You don't want to arbitrarily just pick some book that is really low or in the case of NADA, you don't want to pick the rough trade-in because it says right in their statutes, you can't use rough trade-in, you have to use clean trade-in. And even in this case, how much are you going to save? 7,300 to 5,500. That's about, you know what, a uh, $1,200 difference or actually maybe 1800 it might save you a hundred dollars in taxes it would be great to save a hundred dollars in taxes but if it flags that file for review or takes an extra month to get it back that's a decision you have to make as far as if you want to use that alternate value so the vermont statutes are very clear this is where the dmv gets their instructions on how to calculate taxes it's not the dmv's rule 
You can call the DMV all you want and tell them, hey, my car's not worth that much. That's not their decision. It's not their it's not really their rule and it's not even really their judgment to say whether a car's worth a certain amount. They have to go by the NADA official used car guide New England edition or a comparable publication. So again, when we perform these, we look at other publications to see if there's a reasonable argument to be made that another publication can be used. If there is, we will offer that to the client. You can use this publication. We'll send you a printout of the guide and you can pay the taxes based on that. If you do the process yourself, you can use your NADA guide or take a chance with another publication. Do definitely send them a printout of the uh, source that you reference. Pictures of the vehicle aren't going to help any. Uh, used to be back 10 years ago, they would accept pictures of vehicles. They were finding that people were going to junkyards and taking pictures of junk cars and sending them in. So they disregard photos. Doesn't matter if you send a photo, they're just going to throw it away. So don't bother with that. If you send them a letter describing the condition of your vehicle, the only person whose word they're going to take for it is an appraiser, right? Because everybody's going to have an opinion about a car. The only opinion they will take as valid is a licensed appraiser. Right. So writing a letter, giving them a statement, calling them up is not going to really help anything. You have to document this. So if you want to use a comparable publication, be sure to do a printout of that publication and also a printout of their table of contents or their summary guide in the back of the book that explains why that publication is comparable. How many source records of evaluation they use to compile their source. And again, if you want to make sure that it's processed immediately, use NADA, end of story. And you may find that some of the other publications uh, may be similar in, in value. NADA sometimes is a little more, sometimes it's less. But if you have a certain type of vehicle, older vehicle, a truck, something that's unusual, you may find that there are other guides that are comparable that may save you some money on taxes.